Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I just gotta just gotta have faith. Dream, believe, concentrate, <laughs> like the bookmark says. <laughs> that Animorphs bookmark you found. It was, was very good. Incredible. It was quality Animorphs content. And I bet I wish I still had it because for a while there were like postcards in some of the books, and mm-hmm. I think the bookmark was in one of the books also. I think so, I had one. Yeah, and I, I, I know, miss it. I know the Megamorphs, I think, was supposed to have come with bookmarks, and I found a picture of them, and I was like, I have this, I definitely owned this, and oh, I used no. it. Oh, no. And they had, like, they had, like, a little fake bite out of the corner. Oh, that's from, cute. I think it was supposed to be, like, Axe had bitten them or Wait, something. I'm sorry, Axe had bitten them? No. Wasn't that, didn't he, did he go on an eating spree in that book? Oh, he might have. Wasn't it, like, it was human teeth marks? That's horrifying. No, it was just, like, it was just, like, well, it was not that well done. It was just, like, a little, like thing out of the corner maybe okay. it's supposed to be maybe it's supposed to be animals since they're animorphs but uh, maybe i guess that fits in <laughs> um i really liked my animorphs trivia walk this week was i learned that originally some of the books said tattoo inside and oh, yeah. none of them ever did which is a huge <laughs> disappointment because i would wear the heck out of some animorphs temporary tattoos oh, forever yeah I would have, like, been covered in them. Like, just, like, a sleeve of, like, oh. really bad 90s, like, temporary tattoo art. Yes. Oh, that A logo, and then also, like, Cassie's head half morphed yeah. into a wolf. And it would just be oh. a horror show, but a really quality one. <laughs> um, so, welcome to episode 9 of Morph Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to our Animorphs podcast, Morph Club. Yeah, we, we, have, we have some mics now. We sound a little bit less like, as Carrie described, we're yelling down an, a stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the trade-off is uh, I can hear, like, the thoughts passing through the front of my head. I'm so close <laughs> to this microphone, so it might take us a while to find a balance. But yes, yeah. no longer screaming into cellars. Yeah. So hopefully that will be better for listeners, too. <laughs> Let us know. Or maybe don't. I'm fine with just, like, yeah. living the lie that our voices are perfect always. <laughs> Um, so we read book nine of the Animorphs, The Secret. Yes. the Cassie book. Um, the opening of this book reminded me of exactly why I named my childhood pet rats Cassie and Rachel. Oh! Oh my <laughs> goodness. I, I think all this time I couldn't remember exactly why and I assumed it was because they morph rats in a later book. Uh-huh. Or just because they were the two girl characters and I had two girl rats. It was definitely because in this opening of the book... Cassie and Rachel morph into rats and have like a rat adventure. <laughs> like it, it's like suddenly so clear to me what young Megan was doing oh, when she thought that. Just a little time capsule of your pets, pets experiences. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Those are some good, good rat names. So this book opens with Cassie doing really bad in school and doing a rat maze experiment. Yeah, can we can we detour <laughs> to talk a little bit about who let 13 and 12 year olds do unsupervised science projects with live animals just like in a school lab in middle school i have i like i have no idea (laughs) like and then she just like it kind of just ends with her having completed her like like adventure with rachel and we don't and she's just like i never saw the rat again i guess it worked out (laughs) i'm just like Wait, wait, do you get, like, a good grade? Did you fail this class? Like, no, she was okay. She was gonna, she was getting a D, which isn't stellar, but she just wanted to bump it up a little bit. So hopefully, hopefully Cassie doesn't fail. Hopefully Cassie doesn't have yet another problem added to her long list of burdens. This book is so rough yeah. for Cassie. It's like, hard. Although it does go from, like, really, really rough to then, like, there's, like, some really cute stuff at the end, which was nice. So I guess it kind of evened out, but... 
there was like a point in the middle where I was just like, Cassie, why is everything terrible for you? Yeah. Oh man. I guess we, we talked a little bit about the cycle of the, the first POV cycle is like, mm-hmm. why are we in this fight? We can talk about what we really think this, the theme of the second POV cycle is, but halfway through this book, I was convinced it was just, it's terrible. It's yeah. bad to be an animorph. Like, I feel like it was just... Cassie was having such a rough time, and I was really concerned for her. Me too. <laughs> like, like, and especially since she usually seems like the, um, like, level-headed, like, calm one. I was just like, Cassie! Cassie! Yeah, yeah no, and it gets to the point where the other characters are also straight up expressing that concern for her to yeah. her. And it's, it's hard to read in a very compelling, like, real portrait of someone yeah. who's having a, a difficult time. It but, was oh, my heart went out to her. Yeah. So anyway, it opens up with Cassie doing bad in school. Yeah. Um, so she has to do this science experiment with rat with rats. So basically, like, she has to get the rat to go through a maze, and the rat isn't doing it. So she and Rachel morph into rats to see why it isn't doing the maze right. And then... It's a bold detective choice. Like, I admire, yeah. <laughs> I admire the bravado of it. I do like that it was just, like... We need to have a fun adventure in the beginning. We're not even going to pretend like it isn't just, like, <laughs> teens using morphing for, like, their own reason. Like, right. for their own gain. Right. For once. <laughs> just have some so, fun, please. Except in this case, fun is morphing into rats to solve a rat maze and then being attacked by two yeah. far worse teen boys. Yeah. Who are these teens who are, like, trying to, like, they see the rat, which Cassie named Courtney, <laughs> is, is, they, like, corner her in, the in like, the classroom and try to attack her. And I'm like, first of all, this rat, I am assuming, belongs to the classroom. Right. What are you doing? And right. rats are pretty big. I feel like, I feel like killing a rat is, like, it's a substantial, substantial animal. It's not, like, a cockroach or yeah. something. Yeah. No, this is, like, this is their psychopath moment, worse. right? Yeah. yeah. This is pretty bad. These are two boys run in. First, they start slamming the table with their bare hands, trying oh to crush God. this rat. And then one of them grabs a broom and starts repeating the process all over again, now with a tool assist. So I don't, I really hope that counseling is on top of this and that those boys are going to be tracked <laughs> because I would be real worried for their future yeah. prospects. They're like, they're going to be some really good controllers, though, probably. Oh, <laughs> like, oh now I'm sad for them. <laughs> Yikes. Um,. So Cassie and Rachel team up to defend their sister rat Courtney. Yes, and they like they like run around. <laughs> they run around up the one of the boys' pants and like freak him out, and they like scare them. And the boys run away, and then the rat runs away. And, and then Cassie's never, like, yeah. Cassie's like, I never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> She's living a happy end. rat life somewhere. Um, I like Cassie does uh, not the full teen introductions, but tells you a little bit about Rachel. And her high point is. The great thing about Rachel is she's always willing to help talk you into doing something you probably shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, I like, I really like their friendship in this book because it's like too. later on, like later on, like they, they go on a mission. So like Jake's like, you can't go with Rachel because you guys egg <laughs> each other on. It's like, it's so, it's so nice, especially since Cassie like is usually like the mom of the group who's yeah. serious. It's like, oh no, Cassie can get really goofy if she's with her friend. Right, which is good, and I'm glad that we get a little bit of that side of them, because later on, it just becomes the most serious, sorrowful, like, let's help each other through this traumatic experience yeah. that I've read in a long time. It's it's upsetting. Yeah. And it's, it, but it's also cute because, like, Cassie and Rachel are so different, but there's no, like, in, there's just, like, no sense of them, like, not liking each other for it or being competitive about it or anything. It's just like, yeah, we're very different, but that's why we like each other. We like that stuff about each other. 
And it's really cute and it's nice good. that they're not, like, at each other's throats just because Cassie doesn't like going to the mall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cute. love the uh, the teasing. But speaking of the mall, I love them both kind of teasing Cassie gently about her, I'm jumping ahead, but her outfit in the next scene. <laughs> outfit, it's so quote, cute. Unquote, it's adorable. So, yeah, I guess we're there now. So, Rat yeah. survives. They get out. Uh, they go back to Rachel's house and give her little sister a home perm, which, again, yeah, I love that. is precious. I love that detail of, like, yeah, it was a normal day. We went home and permed her little sister's <laughs> hair. <laughs> like, like, As I you just, do. It's just, like, such a cute, like, that's the thing we did that day. Like, right. I'm so glad they had a day where they just did something like that. Mm-hmm. Because then they have a debrief, and this is, yeah, so they make fun of Cassie's outfit. <laughs> it's good. Well, Cassie is always in overalls. I think later yeah. she's describing, like, things in her room, and she specifically mentions there are hooks hanging on her walls, and they're all just <laughs> pairs of overalls hanging up. <laughs> like, that's a decoration in her room. So Cassie's in overalls and, like, big rubber boots, and she's covered in, like, animal poop because she's been mucking cages, and it's precious. So Rachel affectionately mocks her for it, and Cassie, uh, with some self-awareness, calls it part of the Ralph Lauren animal (laughs) poop collection. Yeah, and then I think Marco shows up and, like, joins in without having heard the conversation. (laughs) He's just like, nice outfit, Cassie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Marco is so snarky in this book. It's good. (laughs) So, um, apparently Axe and Tobias have found a force field in the forest, because I guess they're, I guess they have nothing else to do during the day except, like, find weird York Go stuff on going forest on. adventures, yeah. So, so they found a force field, and, like, Tobias is even like, I flew into it. It was, like, flying into a wall. I'm like, ow. What? You're right. fine, I guess? <laughs> the like, last time, just... the last time someone in Birdmore flew into something, Rachel had amnesia for, like, three yeah. days. But, okay, I'm glad you're fine. I mean, honestly, we read the books out of order, I feel like. This the Megamorphs was better read right before this book because oh. there were a lot of callbacks to it. Yeah, like yeah. they mentioned Cassie's dad's truck being like totally gone, so they have to have a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fan cannon is bleeding over into the real world. Yeah, but they but they have a thing later on where Marco is like left is like almost captured and Cassie isn't or something, and I was like, oh, it's just like the last book, right. except more dramatic this time because I actually care about mm-hmm. what's happening. <laughs> um, there are real stakes. So anyway, so they find out that they're there's they're gonna start logging in the woods, and that's where the force field is. Is that the like logging center mm-hmm. or like logging headquarters? It's, in the yeah, woods? it's like the office park where they coordinate the logging endeavors. Yeah. I guess. Like I was just envisioning Fern Gully for most of the. Logging oh no, which is, <laughs> that's um, very good. So. So they decide to split up and, like, check this out. So, like, Cassie and Marco are teamed up together because, as Jake said, Cassie and Rachel egg each other on. So mm-hmm. it has to be – they have to split each other up so, like, Jake and Marco can't be together and <laughs> Rachel and Cassie can't be together. Oh. Um, and Marco and Cassie get to run around being wolves for a little while, which is nice. Yeah. They have a good time. And – but then a bunch of, like, Dracon beams are being fired. There's, like, guns and stuff and acts, like – freeze them from these nets that fall down on them it's very it jumps suddenly from we're having a good time running around as wolves into we're being shot at and this is yeah. terrible like no no break no slow transition it was awful yeah like yeah. marco always almost because like marco got like like there's like n- like weighted nets and like marco gets trapped under one and cassie isn't and they're like oh no what's gonna happen but then axe comes up and saves them but it's like this is like all after like a couple pages before like cassie was like it's so fun being a wolf. We get to run around. Wolves yep. love to run. <laughs> Wolves love uh, to be crushed by falling nets. No, no, honey. No. I'm sorry. That was bad. 
retreat, yeah. rewind a couple minutes and try again. And just don't, don't go to logging camp. My notes, uh, I take sparse notes, but I noted when they talk about like, oh, the logging camp and oh, it's these big wooden buildings. The only note I have is, oh no, is this the termite book? I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> so that's should, what I, mean, I remembered about this book. I didn't remember that they were termites, although I did, I looked at the Wikipedia beforehand because I was trying to figure out if this was, not the termite book, I think I was trying to figure out if it was a different book. Mm. Um, I, I, thought, I thought it might be the rat book because um, they got rat morphs in the beginning. But no, I was that's wrong. David. I think David yeah. is the rat books. Yeah, it definitely is. So he's, I already he's the garbage island rat boy, right? Yeah. So my but my journey was I saw like in the trivia it was like Jake gets a termite morph oh, but never. doesn't use it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, so they don't turn into termites. Oh, you were misled. I'm so sorry. And they did. Yeah. Um. So that's gonna be fun. Look forward to that in about ten minutes when I just weep behind this mic. Yeah. Oh wait, I did have some fun things that happened before they got shot at. Okay, <laughs> like, okay me. Yeah, let's rewind a minute. Um, Marco thinks Spider-Man would be would beat Batman in a fight. But okay, the reason he thinks that, or the reason Jake pushes back, <laughs> is that yeah, I like the logic of this. Yeah, is that webs don't stick to body armor. So, yeah, I don't know where that came from. That seems not false. true. Yeah, like I thought the whole point of Spider-Man's webs was that they stuck to like everything. Me like, too. That's, how they work. Fundamental misunderstanding <laughs> of the character is these fake geek boys. Oh, they're fake geek boys. Yeah, I like that also that apparently Tobias watches TV with Rachel sometimes. Yes, that's good. <laughs> just hangs out in her room and watches TV and reads books. I also yeah. like that Marco is gently joking about Rachel's height. Um, and who was just <laughs> talking to us? Mark. Mark just told us on Twitter that he used to ship Rachel and Marco. And I can... Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can no, see I, it. I don't. I didn't see it at the time, but having that context while reading this book was funny because they are. They have some cute bantery moments. I liked Cassie when she morphed into a wolf, having a wolf head. Oh yeah, I thought that was that like was, the best thing. It was good. It was good. So Cassie, we've talked a little bit about. I forget the Andalite word for her talent, but she's very skilled yeah. at controlling morphs. So sometimes she does things like she just has bird wings and a person yeah. body. And today, her cool move was she just turned her whole head into a wolf head <laughs> before she did anything else. They're also kind of unclear about how much of it is her doing it on purpose and how mm. much of it is her just thinking about the animal and it's right. sort of happening subconsciously, which is also cool. Because, like, I like both the idea of her being like, this will be funny if I do this. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like the idea of it just being like, she can't help it. This is just, like, how she's thinking Aww. about these animals is, like, coming through as she morphs. <laughs> oh, I like I like the latter a little better, I think, is it's just she has a yeah. little bit better... Uh, aesthetic gestalt over the morphing yeah. process, but no real way to direct it. It just looks better. You know, yeah, relatively think... speaking, like, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> morphing is terrible, never morph, but... I think also, like, when she's acquiring the animals, I feel like there's, like, a slight more description of her thinking about being them. Like, I think the mm. others, it's like, yeah, they think about being the animal, but with Cassie, it seemed like she was slightly more, like, I really thought about being this animal, this, like... Like, and like she knows more about animals to begin with, so I think yeah. she's going at it from a different perspective, which is cool. But I can't tell how much of that is me putting in a headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I, I read that, especially in this book also, because so much of this book maybe is about Cassie and nature and Cassie yeah. contemplating her role in nature and whether, you know, it's like a just or moral fight, the way they're kind of stepping on, trampling all over parts of the natural world in service of this larger goal. Um, so she definitely... I think the skunk, at least, she spends a lot of time mm. thinking about it as she's yeah. acquiring it. Um, so I, I also, maybe it's been colored by those thematic notes that came yeah. in later in the book, but I also had that impression in this one, that she yeah, spends I, more time thinking about them. 
I really like it. Like her and the skunk later on are really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I love that that little subplot. On a dumb note, <laughs> the gun sound effects were almost MBA MBAM. Really? And I thought that was it was like there were gunshots. <laughs> but it was like MB 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 MBA. And I was oh. like, oh, it's like the podcast. <laughs> oh man, I was all up on sound effects for like the, the rubber tennis shoes and I blipped right over the guns because I was I was <laughs> mad. I was mad that their wolf day was being ruined. <laughs> so thank you for Why catching that. Why can't they just have a nice wolf oh, day? Oh, I agree. Oh, and, like, there's a bad dog day later in this book. There's, like, the single instance uh, I can think of of a dog having a really bad time in an Animorphs book. Poor I know, Homer. Poor Homer. So they survive yes. this encounter. Cassie's really upset about, like, the forest habitat disappearing yeah. throughout this whole thing also. They kind of realize that if there's a forest field, it must be, like, a controller thing. They're probably trying to... Like, get the Andalite bandits, because Andalites would go in the woods, so they know the Andalites are around here, so if they destroy the woods, the Andalites will be there somewhere. Um, but Cassie's way more upset that they're logging, yeah. because for her, that's more upsetting. Um, so, like, most of the book is her sort of struggling with, like, she want from, like, an ecological perspective, she's very upset about this, and she's upset about the whole fight in general. Like, she's thinking about a lot of, like, big picture yeah. questions about, like man's place in nature and if there's a new predator is it man's like is it destiny for man to be destroyed by a new predator mm-hmm. like they're destroying like everything below them on the food chain like she has like a lot of like deep thoughts than everyone else around her which is like it's it's interesting and i just feel so bad for cassie because she's thinking about a lot of like interesting stuff but like there's no time no, for this right no, now like, you're literally fighting for your lives um but I, I do think that that's what i really think that the like, the theme of this POV cycle is, is, is this a just battle? Like, is it, is it okay for yeah. us to be doing the things we're doing in service of this larger war? Um, yeah. So, I yeah. don't know. Axe's was more, what's my reason for fighting? But it was his first yeah. book, so I guess that's Yeah, he was this. just being mm-hmm. intro. But Rachel's, you know, Rachel's book was all about, should we be trying to do this fight at all, or should we just give up? Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, Jake's is like, is it, I guess that's more of a stretch, but I, I still got strong vibes of, is it moral what we're doing killing Yerks? Um, like, what's their yeah. role in this fight? And is it appropriate for us to be treating them the way we yeah. are? So I don't know. Yeah, they're, like, at the next step of, the, like, like I mean, I mean, it also makes sense because time has passed. But, yeah, they're all, like, at the next, like, okay, given right. this, what's the right. next Like, problem? yes, I personally am in this fight. So what do I think about, like, my context yeah. in it in a larger sense now that I have to be here because we're all committed? Yeah. This book is also a lot of Cassie trying to balance, um, like, she has a lot of, she has a lot of demands yeah. on her. Like, she she has schoolwork, which is, like, she says in the beginning she's not doing so well, because she usually, she wasn't really that interested to begin mm-hmm. with, but then once she has Animorph stuff, like, on top of, like, helping out the farm, which takes up a lot of her time, and she's passionate about, but takes up time, um, it's just a lot of her feeling overwhelmed, and I was just like, Cassie, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, and coming off of Rachel's book had a lot of similar themes but this felt even more demanding of her time for whatever yeah. reason i guess maybe because it does such a good job of showing us what she's doing in the barn and like what yeah. she's doing in school and not just talking through those issues or like not just stating that those issues exist um, yeah but yeah i think also like for cassie the like the animal thing is like helpful to the mm. team that she's close to like the animal um sanctuary but also like she cares about it a lot which means she has a lot of like mental and like actual time put into it so she has to balance these in a different way than like just balancing like gymnastics camp Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah it's Um, emotionally draining on her i think in a way that in a way that rachel's gymnastics stuff isn't 
Um, yeah, a lot of a lot yeah, of Cassie finding a balance in in this book. Yeah, a lot of Cassie lot struggling Cassie. between two forces. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I'm like stressed out about like convention prep oh. right now. But a lot of her, a lot of her descriptions of like being really stressed out and like focusing on something that's really not important, yeah. and that become that felt so yes. right. I was like, I know yeah. how you feel. <laughs> Suddenly, this like one thing that's not as important as anything else feels like the most mm-hmm. important right. thing, and that's the thing you want right. to fix because that if you can fix, yeah, that, absolutely, everything else will be right. fine. Oh, she uh, she literally says like, I don't know why like this this small problem is so important to me, and I was yeah. like, yes, I know, I know. It's because you yeah. can control it. It's because it makes you feel like the rest of your life is okay. Yeah, when you have this one thing. And I feel like have a handle on it i think as a kid i didn't pick like i think i just didn't think about things being like that but it's like the older i get the more i'm like that is how things work (laughs) like sometimes you get stressed out and you start focusing on stuff that's not really important and that's just how brains work (laughs) like (laughs) you latch on to whatever you can control yeah so yeah that (laughs) yeah yeah so so poor cassie is like really stressed out she wants to save the Mm -hmm. forest that's what she personally like because I mean, like from her book before, like she wants to fight for the whole world, like she wants to fight for right. nature. And a lot of this book is like nature kind of getting caught in the crosshairs. Like literally, there's an oh animal that gets gosh. caught in the crosshairs. Oh my gosh! Oh, that hurt. Me. Um, but so that's like what Cassie's more like concerned about. Never, and all the other animorphs are like, "Why are you caring about the <laughs> forest? We have to like stop the urge from finding <laughs> us." So, so at, I think at this point they're trying to figure out, okay, so how do we deal with this? We know this logging camp is yeah. here. Marco's plan is he just wants to run a bunch of snorts into it, which is not super uh, sophisticated. Um, And snorts, I mean, um, like... Yeah, I was like, like, is that a thing (laughs) I should know? (laughs) So I was just like, I'll just let let Um, it play out. (laughs) So construction vehicles. When I was little, we had like a a VHS tape called Road Construction Ahead, and it would tell you like, here's a front end loader, like here's a a backhoe, Here's uh, here's a crane. And I couldn't keep all those terms straight so the family adopted <laughs> term for construction vehicle was just it's a big snort it makes a big snort that's so noise. cute <laughs> so sorry marco wants to run some construction vehicles into the logging camp <laughs> although that makes sense too because like they basically are like if there's a force field how do we get right. in and like sneak around because we know we can't like basically when they were scoping out before i think they're trying to see if there was like a way in and it was basically they have these like the controllers there have like little devices that let them mm-hmm. through and they're like oh we can't we can't even steal one of those because like of, it's bio it's bio locked essentially alien yeah. tech reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because that's not how it's going to work right. in this book um so they're trying to figure out what and to they, do i think cassie brings up this more subtle approach or maybe it's because she understands kind of how environmental law works oh but yeah but she yeah. Um, makes the point that it's a protected natural national forest um which, again, I don't have a good sense of the scale of this yeah. forest and how big it is, but the more they talk about it, the, the grander it grows in my mind. Yeah. I thought it was just, like, like yeah. woods, but now, like, the more we read, the more it's like, oh, they're near a national right, park. Right, right. And my, my, like, suburban kid view of woods is like, oh, there's, like, five yeah. trees between my house and the next one. But, yeah. no, this is a forest. Yeah, so, to, yeah, Cassie brings up the, like, very smart and logical point of, like, they need a permit right. for this. How did they get a permit if this is protected land? Like, they, there have to be controllers high up who were approving this. So if we can figure out that, maybe we can figure out what to do. Um, which, I that didn't even occur to me, but that's so <laughs> smart. And I'm glad that Cassie was the one who thought of it, because that makes sense that she yeah. would know that. Um, so that kind of shifts their focus from a brute force, let's wreck this place mission, into stealth mode. So now they're trying to figure out how to sneak into the like the office building behind the force field and 
do yeah. they don't even know what they want to do at this point, which made me very yeah. worried for them. But um, they essentially. I'm wanted... just glad that they. Oh no, they agree not to do ants again. At yeah, this point. thank God. Yeah, but is it? I don't. I, mean, I don't think this was better. I think this one might have no. been worse. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's yeah. Bad. So they agree, bad. like they so, won't anyway. do ants, but I think Cassie leaves it at we're gonna have to morph something very, very small, yeah. which is just not not a good thing, not a good thing to read in Animorphs books. Every time, every time they morph a small thing, I'm just like they're gonna get crushed. By oh no! Like every time they almost get like stepped yeah. on or kicked or like like intentionally crushed or accidentally mm-hmm. crushed, it's bad. It's I don't so like that. And then Tobias is overhead, like saving them from cats and eagles and all the you know natural predators of the world. No good. <sighs> Yeah, so so they're basically like, we have to figure out what to do. And then they break for the day. Cassie goes home, and one of her other responsibilities is working at the animal mm-hmm. shelter. Or not animal shelter, animal... Um, rescue. Yeah. Preserve, rescue. Um, so they, they have this skunk that she knows, once she sees the injury, that it got hit by one of the Dracon mm-hmm. beams that were aimed at her and Marco. Um, but her dad's just like, I don't know what's going on with this, like, injury, but we can help, yeah. help it as best I we really can. I really like her dad a bunch. I like both of her parents. Both yeah, parents. But her dad, um... They're, they're so cute. Yeah, they're adorable and also really funny. Um, like, they have a whole scene of Cassie's dad joking with her about, like, oh, you have a way with skunks. Like, I've never been yeah. comfortable around them <laughs> since the incident. And he, like, kind of yeah. jokingly, like, reminds her of the story of, like, once he nearly got sprayed and it was horrifying. But he's really well written, and I, I like his dynamic yeah. with her mom also. Uh, they yeah, barely they're love like each a other. Really, they're a really good, like, team, yeah. which is, like, nice to see because, they're like, so many partners. things are going yeah. so bad. And it's it's kind of cool because you see, like, all the kids have, like, different parent mm-hmm. dynamics. So, like, I like that Cassie's parents are just sort of, like, low-key a good yeah. team. They're, like, they have a good sense of humor, but they're also yeah. serious about helping yeah. animals. Like They're, they're just, in each other's I like corner, these and their corner is, let's save the world. So you, you can see, you can really see where Cassie comes from, which I like yeah, a lot. Yeah, like, that's how she turned out, such a yeah. good kid. She has these yeah. parents. Um, so she, so since her, her dad doesn't want to pick up the skunk, she goes and mm-hmm. gets it. Um, and there's some skunk facts. Yes. About like sp- get, getting sprayed and stuff. Like you should stay very still. Some the skunk ones. Have you, you have you ever been sprayed by a skunk? Not. No. no. I've like I've had my house like I've I've smelled skunks being like like I've smelled evidence of skunks <laughs> walking through the backyard, but I've never been near one in person. Uh-huh. I think. Except at the yeah. zoo. Yeah, no, me, I've definitely never been sprayed. I think sometimes at Girl Scout camp we would see them in the distance and everyone would freeze on the trail. But I don't have a good sense, hot sense, of how bad it is to get sprayed by a skunk. Yeah. Um, my sense of smell isn't great anyway, so I'm having a hard time, like, bringing <laughs> some of the consequences of this book into reality. A lot of, a lot of this book does hinge right, on, on how bad very it is. Yeah, on how bad it is I, to be sprayed. I've never had a dog, yeah. so I guess I've never had to experience firsthand an animal that got the firsthand right. spray. I've only had to, like, smell it in the right. air as, like, a skunk, like, sprayed a trash can or something in our mm-hmm. backyard, and I can, like, like, I've never been, like, I've never had first contact. <laughs> You've never had to wash so something maybe, in tomato juice. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just, like, I guess I buy it that it's right. bad, but just, like, it seems bad, but not, like, life-ruining the way it is. <laughs> no, this, this book, book, yeah, this book frames it as, like, the only thing worse then being an anamorph is getting sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it must not be, like, because it's like a liquid, so that must not feel good on, oh, like, your I didn't eyes, even which is probably think what about that. Yikes. Yeah, because it's Yikes. like a, it's like a, it's from a gland oh, or something. Oh, no. So like, oh, no. I didn't want to think about, yeah. like, a butt gland spray today, but that's where I we're think, at. I think it's, 
Yeah, like I think it's not necessarily. I don't know. I don't know that much about. It. I didn't. I didn't do the skunk research like the Applegate, the K. A. Applegate did. Oh, you're right. Uh, help us now, please, and reach through your encyclopedia so, and tell us. Please don't. So, I don't anyways, want to know how it works. I'm just going to pretend. No, yeah. I don't want to know. I know yeah, enough. I'm not as cool as Cassie. Um, but skunks. But skunks are. They are. Cute, yeah, and I think I think this book is why I think they're cute. Like it's this book's fault. Yeah, true. Because Cassie is like hugging this mama skunk and gently cooing to it yeah. and talking about like oh it's just like a cute like chunky cat and i'm like that sounds yeah. precious i love cats already i love it i mm-hmm. love it and so so cassie feels like really guilty yeah. because she she and marco were sort of the reason why the skunk got hit so she just is like feeling really terrible on top of having all these demands yeah. on her and i'm just like Cassie. yeah this is like a concrete manifestation of her big picture fear of are we destroying the environment at large with our yeah. words? Like, okay, here's here's some real physical evidence yeah. that, yes, I am hurting this thing. How do I reconcile that with actually yeah. wanting, wanting to continue this fight? Yeah, like, I mean, the, the skunk and later on the skunk's yeah. kids end up being, like, this, like, literal manifestation of her fear about nature mm-hmm. being, like, like, basically nature being, like, the thing that'll take the brunt of the, the war that's right. going on, which is a... a this is a legitimate thing to be worried about because so far it's not been great for like <laughs> yeah. the natural environment right. around like them. Possibly the number one um, collateral damage besides human lives is like destruction of animal yeah. habitats so far with like the Yerkes landing bug fighters all over and you know in the future times ripping out the entire planet's greenlands essentially. Yeah, it's not no. great. So I I like that they had like an actual like individual animal for me to care yeah. about because. For me, in a general sense, thinking about this, like, fictional forest being destroyed by Yorks, I was like, that's bad, but I don't know. But then as soon as, like, there's, like, a cute little skunk, I was like, <laughs> you need to save the skunk. Aww. Protect the skunk, Cassie. Yeah, that's, definitely, that's how our brains work, right? Like, we can't yeah. care about numbers in the abstract. That's why, like, all charity ads that are effective have, like, a single face and, like, a single story. Yeah. So, Or that... That Sarah McLaughlin oh, ad yeah. No, we dogs. can't. We can't do oh, that. Goodness. We can't do that. You know how prone I am to crying. Don't do that to me. <laughs> um, so anyway, so poor Cassie is like in a bind. Yeah. The next day, they go to the mall. She and, she and Rachel hang out. They have to go awkwardly act like they ran into Jake and yep. Marco and his, his cousin, cousin Philip <laughs> by accident. Yeah, they have their, their fake meet cute oh. at the mall, which I love every yeah. time they have to do it. Um, and I just... I love every time. Every time Axe is a human, we get like a new list. Oh yes, of horrible yes, things. It's he's time eaten. for snacks. So here <laughs> snacks are watch. the snacks that Axe is on record as having eaten. Though, as always, please <laughs> feel free to assume that there were many more that Jake just didn't oh, yeah. spot. Axe ate yeah. a one entire plate of nachos, also the plate that the nachos were served <laughs> on. Uh, this time, it seems like he only ate the serving of nachos because Jake's is, Jake is still holding the greasy plate when they walk up. <laughs> we also learn that, uh, I think Axe compares the taste of the nachos. I think he says they're greasy like the engine oil that he tried a while ago. <laughs> and Jake calls him out for eating some dryer lint. So there you go. Axe yeah. is really uh, working hard on his food tour of human land. It's especially funny because he, he doesn't seem to... They don't have him. He isn't human that yeah. often. <laughs> He's still right, already. How, where like, does he find like, the time? Like, is he morphing for personal reasons, and his personal reasons are just to eat garbage? Yeah, like because because like they specifically said, I think in the last book that Axe doesn't morph into human for their meetings. He just doesn't really show up, and they fill yeah. him in later because he doesn't like being in a human morph mm-hmm. for that long. Which I was like, that seems fake. He seems to be having an amazing <laughs> time. 
<laughs> you could just like give him a bag of chips oh. while you're talking and he would be like chips set but chips crunch <laughs> to um yeah he's he's just a precious yes. angel and i also like that cassie specifically oh, yeah. said that he yeah. was hot but he's also covered nacho cheese so i'm like i just love that he's this like weird hot teen who's also just like he ate all this nacho. he's just got nacho cheese all over his polo shirt or whatever and he's just like hey guy eyes. and i'm just like he's he's like an angel oh. he's a beautiful spirit <laughs> like, oh man, he's the purest manifestation of teenhood. Is he's a hot mess? Yeah. Yep, he's a hot, yeah. greasy, sweaty mess. I also feel like the description of him as a human, although I guess it depends on who's describing yeah. him, but I feel like he's gotten hotter <laughs> with each description. Like in this one, Cassie is specifically like he was really yeah. cute, and like previously it was like I don't know, he looked kind of weird. I'm not right. sure. I'm not sure. Like if I'm into <laughs> now seeing like, myself in someone I'm else's face, but yeah, now they've had an all they've all had enough time around him that it's not weird yeah. anymore, and they're like, yeah, we're all hot, so Axe is hot. <laughs> He's like the perfect morph of all their best yeah. features into one yeah. human. <laughs> um, anyway, so then, then oh, Jake pulls wow. out. Wow, yeah, let's talk about Jake's problem. His he pull. Well, I mean, he pulls out another buggy <laughs> container. This is the second time he's in the done middle, this. In the he middle pull- of a crowded mall food court, yeah. he pulls out a little glass vial with a termite in Which, it. Which okay, where did he get Great the vial? Question. Right, because like okay, like. My mom works in a uh-huh. lab, and it would be it would take many steps for me to get a vial from her, and that's like a legitimate way to get. How did he get a vial? He's like a normal teen. <laughs> like, this is not like his parents think he's on drugs at this point, right? Like, let's think about right? the things that he's hiding in his room. This is just Jake. Oh, it's Jake. You have a dog. You don't need a cockroach in a matchbox <laughs> and like a vial full of termites. You have homework. It's just, this is the second time he's pulled out a bug in a small yeah, container, and it's just, he's like a demon seed. Like, he's just like, what's up? I have a bug with me. And also, they're like, they're so concerned about saying the word yerk in public, but they're still having this yep. conversation. He's pulling out a termite in the thing. <laughs> like, you're still super suspicious. Right. Maybe more so. Like, you can always say, oh, that's not yeah. what I said, but no one is going to look at you and be like, oh, no, this is a, a grain of rice that I have in a vial. Like, no, dude, no. This is for a, a science project. Okay, well, given the quality of the science project that Cassie and Rachel were doing, like, that I might buy, but, yeah, Jake, Jake, get your act together, please. Yeah, so, anyway, after, after Axe sadly tells them that there are many rules for oh. eating, um, <laughs> oh, this pure uh, Jake pulls out this, he's a pure, he's a pure yep. boy, um, Jake pulls out this termite, and he's like, hey, they have termites in that cabin where, like, the logging place is. We should all just morph into termites. And they're like, that seems like a bad idea. And he's like, I looked it up. Termites are fine. They're not as mean as ants. And I'm like, that's, that's not, not true, the point. Right? One, not um, true. Two, that- not the point of don't be a, ha- a small, tough thing with a carapace. No. And also just like, okay, the ants are bad because they were fighting each other. But it was also because they had, like, a hive mind right. happening. And like, remember when you forgot who you were and you were just an ant for mm-hmm. a little while and then you had to, like, struggle to the surface? Right. And that, that was mm, that was probably even worse than the actual ant gore for me was that yeah. kind of traumatic I've lost who I am experience. And termites, like, termites live in hives. We know this about them. That's, like, yeah. a known thing, right? How did you miss this like, important fact when you were doing your termite research? Like- she was too busy being like, which is the prettiest termite that I can keep for myself? <laughs> To look this up. <laughs> so he's just like, this is a great Jake, idea. He's turning oh, termites. No, Jake, no. Um, and Ka- oh, Cassie is 
really not on board with it even this early yeah, in the book. Understandably. Yeah, understandably. Cassie is really, really scared. Um, she talks about how shaky her hand is when they're all going yeah. to... Do they acquire the termite in the middle of the food court? Yeah, yeah okay, so great. They sure Good do. move. Um, shake it out yeah, of the vial. Really yeah, subtle. just pass this bug hand to hand. Cassie's shaking. Imagine this huddle of teens, one greasy boy and like four, you know, average teens. <laughs> Teen yeah. huddle around this bug vial and they're all just passing it around. That's a terrible yeah. image. Let's draw it. It's so yeah. sketchy. <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, so yeah, and then Ka- and Cassie's like, she's afraid of being a termite, and she's also really upset because she's had to lie to oh, her parents yeah. so many times. And that's, like, another thing that's weighing on her is that she has to constantly be lying about things, and she feels bad because she has a pretty good relationship mm-hmm. with her parents, and I think they're also – she's at that age where she hasn't felt the need to do that very right. often. So, like, she's just like, I had to lie about where I was. I had to lie about what we're doing. I might, like, I might die as a termite and they'll never know what happened. Like, she's just, like, having a really bad yeah. time while she has to acquire this gross bug. And then we skip, we so, skip from there. Um, I think they, their plan is they're going to they're gonna go out to the logging camp at, like, 3 in the morning, uh, which is a terrible yeah. time to be awake when you're 12 also. But yeah. first oh we get um, this really nice... And again, when I say nice, it's usually in this context, a shorthand for like heart wrenching and terrible parallel conversation with Cassie and her dad. So like you were just saying, Meg, Cassie is worried about like, oh, I have to lie to my parents. Like, is that okay? Is it okay for me to do that? And they're talking about um, the skunk when Cassie's back at the barn with her dad for the night. Um, And her dad brings up that the skunk had just had babies. So like her kits must still be out in the world somewhere. Um, and Cassie's, you know, obviously Cassie's concerned for them. Um, so she asks her dad, are the the kids old enough to survive on their own? And her dad hesitates and is then like, yeah, yeah, probably they'll probably be fine. Uh... So Cassie realizes like her dad is obviously stretching the truth a little bit about whether the babies are old enough. And then she gets into a whole spiral of how often does he ask, does he have to do that because of what he thinks is best for me? So it's this really nice parallel between that and Cassie turning, like literally turning around to lie to his face about what she's doing because it's what's best for them because she can't tell them like, actually I'm going to go turn into a bug and possibly die. (laughs) Um, So I really like that little moment, but it also really emphasizes how adult they're all being forced to be, how fast it's hard. It's so upsetting because it's like she has to, she has to start, it's like she's learning these things you learn when you start thinking about your parents as other yeah. adults and you start thinking about them more of as like people instead of just authority these like figures, featureless yeah. authority figures. But she's also having to deal with like, I might die right. tomorrow while Ugh. I'm morphed as a horrible bug. And like, I have to lie to you about where I'm going so I can go do that. Like, I don't like lying to you and I have to go <laughs> do that. And it's just, it's really, and she's like, she's such a good she kid. She is. <laughs> like, um, and she's really concerned about the fox kits. Like, this ends up being the thing that she sort of, like, focuses her anxiety about all yeah, these things onto. If I can she just wants save to save this these one kits. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so she she's, like, preoccupied thinking about that when they meet up at 3 a.m. to morph into bugs. It's terrible. Um, it's terrible. And so... And Cassie's talking about... They morph into yeah, owls. They morph into owls, which is, which is pretty nice. Axes into the owl yeah. eyes, I think. Yeah, he likes the yeah. owl eyes. And Cassie's still, um... She's uh, talking about, I think at this point, she makes the observation that they're like soldiers in a war, and I don't think anyone's explicitly called them soldiers yet yeah. out loud or to each other. Um, so it's, it's harsh. It's extra harsh to hear her or read her talking about this in her own head. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's thinking a lot also about how, like, nature is, like, I think later on she says nature is constantly yeah. at war, but it's like a, like, prey, predator, like, 
hierarchy that makes sense mm-hmm. to her, but like the the Yurks, like humans are like sort of messing things up already, and then the Yurks are coming in, so she's trying to figure out how to fit all that in with her idea of like what the natural world is, and also feeling sort of exhausted by how nature is yeah. like that. Like she loves, like she loves animals, she loves nature, but she's also sort of like trying to figure out how to deal with the reality of like how harsh nature yeah. can be, which is like it's good. She's all these like big picture thoughts, mm-hmm. which are like really interesting, but I'm also like. Oh my god, you just need to survive today. You can think about this tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. Not when you're also literally trying to not be crushed to death by, like, stomping controllers. <sighs> um, but yeah, man, that theme of, like, oh, like, when you're young, like, maybe you're, you're like, a dolphin kid. You're, like, really into dolphins. You're, like, really into horses or wolves or whatever that thing is. Like, everyone, every person is one of these four types of kid. Yeah. And Cassie's having <laughs> to move from, like, oh, I'm into animals. Like, I like nature to... Yeah. What does it mean to like nature? Like, does that mean I also yeah. have to reconcile, like, nature is cute and fuzzy and I'm helping creatures yeah. with what they, like, what it's natural for them to do to each other to survive? Yeah. Um, it's good. But like you said, it's a lot to deal with on top of it's your immediate lot. survival. She's also, like, I think earlier on in the book she also mentions that she still feels kind of weird about, like, I mean, she already talked to Jake about the morality of morphing right. into these animals. But I think she said she still feels a little bit guilty about it like she feels better about it than she used to but still like not like she has a lot of things she's trying to figure out that the other characters aren't really thinking about so when she brings it up they're mostly like what are you what are you doing we have to like we have to go morph into Mm -hmm. owls and (laughs) save the the forest or whatever and again it's not that it's not that they don't have any other concerns on top of their immediate future. Yeah, I think it's just their. Yeah, different. what's interesting is uh, there are a lot of interesting thing about the interesting things about <laughs> this, and one of them is that Cassie's home life is pretty stable. Like she has two parents yeah. who are around and who love her, and that's great. Um, and for a lot of the other kids, like Rachel's other concerns are coming from like this outside stressor of like her parents are yeah. getting divorced, and Jake's is like my brother is not my brother, and Marco's like my mom's kind of not dead, but my dad still thinks she is. Yeah, and Tobias is just. Tobias is oh, a whole Tobias. other situation. This poor bird, boy, this yeah. is a hard book for even, Tobias, too. And here, Axe is isolated uh, on a planet away Axe. from home. So, like, in one way, she's the only one who really has, like, the emotional yeah. space to take this all on, like, this kind of concern. But, man, she does it in a big way. These are not, like, yeah. hey, guys, let's think about this, but, like, all-encompassing, like, anxiety-spiraling <laughs> kind of problems for her. She's like a walking like fridge horror. Oh, oh um, she is generator she in is. this book. Like she's just like, wait, there are all these ways that this could right. be bad. Like, there are all these ways that the things that we're doing are terrible if you take a step back from yeah. them. But I think it's interesting because it's like there's a point in this book where um, Cassie gets very upset about um, the fact that like why aren't we focusing on the fact that they're destroying the earth? Like isn't that more important? And, like, Jake is sort of coming at it from the opposite view of, like, we have to do this for the people. Like, there's, like, they have the same goal, but, like, the fact that they're fighting for different reasons is now a point of contention sometimes. Instead of being just, like, oh, we just need our reasons and we'll fight Mm -hmm. together. Like, now it's, like, sometimes we have to figure out how to prioritize the stuff that we're trying to save and, like, how to – how do we, like, like, do we save, like, the land first or do we focus on the people or do we, like, let this happen? Like – just yeah, poor Animorphs, Animorphs <laughs> Cycle 2.0. It gets complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it got two po- yeah. And we say all this, but then the book ends on like a super goofy note. Which oh, that's I true. Love. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that was triumphant. But this book really needed it. I think without that, yeah. it would have oh, yeah. just been devastating. It would have been like, yeah. I think without that, it would have felt like a treading water book to me. But like the yeah. humor of it and the emotional growth of it are what made this a good book for me we haven't really talked about like 
I liked this book. How'd you feel about this book? I, up until about halfway in, I was only kind Mm -hmm. of into it. And it was like when her emotional stuff started ramping up was more interesting to me. And then when it got super goofy and like as a like catharsis for that was like really, like I really liked that part. It was the beginning was sort of like, here's back to the grind of like all of us being animorphs. And I was like, I don't know if I care like that much about logging, but then they got me with the the skunks. (laughs) Got me with the skunks. I'm hooked on skunks. Uh, yeah. Those skunk that, babies. That mirrors, I was so concerned Yeah, me for them. too. That mirror is pretty much where I was emotionally brought into it also is it's not just, oh, a new threat popped up and we have to knock it down. It's how do I yeah. also reconcile my own emotional feelings with it? And yeah. yes, the catharsis of like, let's have a fun time for once. Let's <laughs> really put one over on the Yerks for once, which I yeah. loved. Which I loved. And I also, I think it's also like, we. I think we talked about this with Cassie's previous book was that it feels like... It feels right that her book doesn't end with, like, a huge, like, battle. Yeah. It ends with sort of, like, a goofy, like, alternative to diffusing a situation that could have been right, a battle. Right. Like, she's not, it's, like, a different She's not way. A, a belligerent. <laughs> she's not, like, a bellicose person. Like, she's always going to look yeah. for that solution when she can. She uses she uses the animals. Yeah, She's drawing on all of um, nature's power. It's so um, good. Cassie's um, so good. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have to, we have to yeah, rewind sorry. so we can get you to that point. It's so good. Um... So they they draw straws basically to see who's going to go in because they need one person to provide a diversion. Oh, I, I love while the rest this. Of them I love inside. this. So Jake Jake is yeah. the one who says like, okay, Jake spots how concerned Cassie is about being a termite, and he's the one who is taking on like in his fair leader role. He kind of wants to give her an out of like, oh, we need someone to go be a distraction while we all morph termites. Um, but Cassie is still very much in this mentality of no, I have to do this. Like, no, my friends are doing yeah. this. So Jake makes a choice to say, okay, we'll let, we'll let random chance decide because he's, you know, he's trying to be fair. He's trying to be the leader. So they all draw straws. Um, and I love that. I feel like we get the most invested in characters when they, we see them make choices. And this is a a case where like this little choice really backfired on him. And I love that. It was really good writing. (laughs) Yeah. I like that it, because there are points where sometimes Jake frustrates me because he ends up being like the. The, the voice of reason, or he ends up being, like, the one who's, like, Jake will be so mad if he finds out that we right. morphed like, this. don't tell like, Dad. That it wasn't but, for mission. Because yeah. um, there are points in this book where he's sort of like that, and I didn't like it. But I liked that in this part, he's, like, trying to be fair. He's trying to be, like, a normal kid. But then they all realize, like, but we knew him. <laughs> we, we all thought he would right. be there during the mission. But now he's mm-hmm. not. Okay. Right. okay. Well, <laughs> like, do like they're anyway. all not yeah, sure. Yeah, that was good. So, yeah, as we've kind of implied, Jake draws the short straw. So instead of yeah. going in as a termite, Jake is going to morph a wolf and go draw all the controller's attention away from where they're trying to break into the force field. So they morph into termites. Oof. It's awful. Well, first, they kind of commando crawl up to the force field, and they're all, like, piled into this group hug, like, all scared <laughs> yeah. and trembling. And Rachel's, like, Aww. hugging Cassie and, like, patting her on the back and... Aww. Yeah, then they morph into termites. It's, it's awful, bad. although Cassie says termites are blind, so there's a point where she doesn't have to see any of it. Oh, but that, <laughs> even that description good? got me. It was a really well-written, yeah. like, short staccato sentences of, like, I couldn't see, but I could feel. And then just, Ugh. you know, picture your own horrible thing. I don't want to talk about it. There were all bad things to feel. It was bad. And it was also, like, I was like... Like, she, when they're first termites for, like, the first couple seconds, it seems like it's okay. And I was like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be as bad as ants. But then there's, like, some really creepy stuff where Cassie doesn't know what's going on. She's like, oh, I thought I I heard something. But, like, not here, but, like, I heard yeah. something. It sounded like my mom. And I was like, yeah. no! 
Is there a worse <laughs> sign in a horror movie or a horror book than like, oh, my mother's calling to me, darling? No, uh, I don't think there is. Um, and it also like it horribly ties into her like Earth Mother concern and her like yeah, wanting to take care of people concern too. Is like, of course, Cassie would think like, oh, a caretaker is calling to me, like, or telling me to take on this role. It's so bad. Ooh. It's so bad. And this voice keeps calling to them, and like slowly but surely like each of them stops responding to each other and like their sentences all trail off and it's also like it like the way it's written it sounds like the termite takes control and cassie is in the back so like there's like some of the descriptions of cassie taken over by the termite hive mind like walking around is like i could hear a voice i could hear a voice screaming in the back of my mind but i didn't care i had to go help the Mm -hmm. queen or like whatever like oh you're not even cassie anymore cassie's in the background like it's it's so scary we've talked about that before like when tobias went off on his bird bender but like the seesaw goes down and like it's a termite driving and cassie's just along for the ride it's horrible it was like i think it was more scary even because it wasn't like, it wasn't Cassie letting the term. Like, it was, like, the termite was yeah, narrating the for a couple seconds. It. It's not good. It's yeah, not like, okay. Like, Cassie was no... Like, it wasn't even, like, Cassie was in the back and thinking about how she was in the back. It was just, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. a termite. I am the mm-hmm. termite. So they go up to the termite queen, and it's awful. And basically... Cassie is sort of in the back of her own mind trying to fi- like trying to fix it so she ends up she figures tricking yeah, the t- she, so like the the termites are they're not even like a hive mind the termites are just like little appendages of the queen basically so yeah. their particular termite that they've morphed is a soldier so its job is to kill ants so she figures out and good work her that the only way any of them are going to survive this is they have to kill the queen somehow. Like as long as the queen is there, they're just going to be termites with little human voices screaming in the back of their heads forever. Yeah. So she like has to trick her termite body um, by like telling it like, okay, this thing that I see is an ant. I have to kill the ant. I have to kill the ant. So like a paragraph later, she snaps back to herself, like having just bitten off the head of the termite queen. Yeah, it's all, like, I, I, mean, I was both kind of, like, proud of Cassie for being the one who, like, got to that point, but I also felt yeah. so bad for her, because I knew she hated yeah. it. Like, I feel like if Rachel had been the one to do it, she would have been like, yep, mm-hmm. I did it. It was great. I was like, no, it's Cassie who's, like, the one who will be the most upset yeah. about having to oh do that. Oh my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> the one, the one who... who cares about, who is most vocal about concerns for, like, what nature is taking damage while we're on this mission, and also <laughs> the one who's all about like mothers and daughters and caretakers and here she is literally killing a queen mother in support of her larger mission there's a lot of mom stuff yeah there is is. the the scene with rachel and Um, cat like all every scene with rachel and cassie from here on is like which of them is like the caretaker for the other one and it's sweet but also heartbreaking yeah so so that she kills the queen and they they like are back to themselves still Um, morphed like they're all still morphed inside the wall of the building yeah, and Cassie just, like, she she can't take it. Like, she's super upset. She starts trying to demorph while they're in wood, so she sort of, like, splinters things apart as she's demorphing. Axe has to, like, and cut she's... her out of the wall with yeah. his tail blade. Yeah. Yeah, and she's just having a really bad time. Like, she, I think she was, like, yelling, and, like, they had to sort of, like, hold her back. Was, it was just really Yeah, this awful. is a really hard scene for me to read because it, it's very well written, but she is. She's screaming and crying. Yeah. Um, I, I think Rachel Rachel approaches her immediately after she demorphs and she's she's okay yeah. like she hugs her but then she pushes rachel away screaming yeah. like don't touch me um and her friends have to like hold her down on the floor because there yeah. are controllers in the next room um and she's obviously like 
she's traumatized. She's really upset. But if she makes any noise, they'll all be found. Um, So they're all holding her down. um, And then Rachel just sits with her, stroking her hair. Yeah. Which is not yeah uh, i think cass even says it's hard to think of rachel as being nurturing but like in that moment she was really there for her yeah because it was like there's i think there's a later point later on where she also was saying like i knew it was really uncomfortable for rachel to do that but she did it because like i'm her Mm -hmm. best friend they care about each other like it like means more (laughs) like i was just like oh like it's so awful like i'm glad that she was able to do that for her but i like that it was like acknowledged that this was like not rachel the character doing it it was tough (laughs) but like it like it was like it it feels more it feels more sad yeah that she has to go against it yeah like, yeah. obviously, if, it, if the roles were reversed and Rachel were freaking out, obviously Cassie would jump to do that. Yeah. But to have Rachel doing it feels more meaningful because, again, like, it's a difficult yeah. choice. Not a difficult choice, but, like, it's a choice she had to make to go against, like, her yeah. natural inclination. Yeah, because, like, you have to, like, overcome your own personal, like, comfort zone because, like, you care more about comforting the other person and what they need yeah. in that situation. And they, like, they know each other because they've been friends for so mm-hmm. long. Like, it's it's so – it was, like, really sweet but also so heartbreaking because Cassie is just, like – She's she's not having a good time. It's really upsetting because she's had it together before. Like, until this book, she seemed pretty together. Like, I mean, I guess in the Megamorph, she was upset about being a coward, but it wasn't to this degree. It was just sort of like a guilt thing. And this is like her just like falling Mm -hmm. apart. And it's so sad. And this Um, is right after, yeah, Rachel's book was also like a a real external breakdown of like her control in a way yeah. that we hadn't seen from them before. So to have, to have it followed right up with Cassie's was hard to read. Um, but yeah, so they, they slowly, like they help her calm down. Axe hacks, woof, axe hacks the year computer. <laughs> yeah. He's an elite yep. hacker. He hacked mm-hmm. that computer. He was like, Oh, I can access this later from Marco's house. Okay. Like, okay sure. Just wave that sure. away. It's fine. I'll go with it. Um, um, I did I did like that, like, after all that horrible things, we did have a moment where Axe was looking at the oh, name yeah. of the logging company. <laughs> he was like, Depths and Lumber. That's funny. And they're like, what are you talking about? He was like, oh, that's um a bad year <laughs> <laughs> like, Kids, I'll tell, like, you, you, I'll tell say. you when you're older what it really means in Yerkish. <laughs> who, do you think, uh, who do you think named it? Do you think this was, like, a low-ranking <laughs> controller who's now, like, Visser 3 killed him for shaming the Yerks in this way? <laughs> I feel like it's either that or someone was like, what should we call this lumber company? And they went up to Visser 3, and they were like, hey, we need a name for this. And Visser 3 was like, <laughs> And then, like, he, like, cursed at them because he didn't feel like wasting his time with this, and they just, like, wrote oh, that down. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> like, I like okay. that more. And then they probably, I mean, they probably got killed. Yeah. Also. So <laughs> either way, it ends up oh, one Such time. is the fate of all controllers. Um, oh. Man. Okay, so they're, they're here. They're <laughs> logged on to Poop Lumber Company's computers. Yeah. Um, and they discover, like, okay, yes, there is a commission that has to vote on deforesting the forest. Um, right now, there's yeah. one swing vote who hasn't decided yet. He's going to come vote at the end of the week. They assume that the Yerks are going to make him a controller. Yeah. Um, so now they just have to get out of the building, um, which they do. Like, it's fine, which is yeah. nice. Although Cassie's, like Cassie said, she felt sick about the idea of morphing yeah. at all, which is really upsetting because she, she's been, like, she... She doesn't love morphing the way, like, Rachel seemed super excited about finding, like, a powerful morph, and, like, even Jake was excited about some of his morphs, but she was so good at it that it felt like she seemed to have, like, a good time being these animals. She just didn't necessarily want to be an Mm -hmm. animorph, (laughs) but now it's, like, this idea of morphing even an owl, which she liked before, seems, like, upsetting to her, Um, but they get out, they go to Cassie's house, and she's, like, back in her own bed, and she's just, like, 
traumatized by everything. It's it's so awful. It's hard. And Rachel, yeah, Rachel passes out on her floor immediately because the lie they told their parents yeah. was like, we're sleeping over at each other's houses. Oh, yeah. Man. So she, and, in, and she's having, I think this is where she's crying in bed and she doesn't yeah. want to wake Rachel up and she doesn't want to wake her parents up, but yeah. she's thinking in her head about this awful experience she just had and about what it means to be a part of nature when nature is just a constant battle. Like, is it fair yeah. for her to say, like, that she loves nature? What's her role in this whole thing? Yeah. And I think also she's starting to wonder if, like, if, like, the being part of nature means that, like, maybe the Yerks should take mm-hmm. over. Maybe that's the natural order of things. Like, she's just, like, turning over a lot of a lot of stuff and having a really terrible time. Um, but then she does fall back asleep, and she has this really nice calm oh, dream where she's a skunk yeah. which was like really nice like it kind of seems like almost like the the skunk morph that she acquired before like was like latent in yeah. her mind or something because it seems like she's having like these like relationships with the, some of the animals she morphs where like it's not just that she cares about it it's like that there's some kind of like connection like psychic connections oh, or something oh, I, you know you know i'm obviously always willing to buy into that <laughs> but that also ties into what you were saying before yeah. about like she's spending more time thinking about being the animal when she's acquiring them so yeah maybe that's what it means to be a good oh, i wish i remembered the andalite word for like good morpher it's like it's it not fleen fleen is like something. yeah there's like fleer fleer <laughs> was, was the tech part fleen was that book about yeah. a pen but it's like it's something <laughs> we'll come up with it and like yeah. talk about it in the facebook group um <laughs> i like um this so, also made me think about the way Cass- cassie's decision process in the the elemist book the stranger um when she's talking yeah. about like animals don't always know what's best for them like we have to make these hard decisions yeah. on behalf of them it was interesting to think about yeah the what she's struggling with in this book in that context because there she was very like on board with sometimes we have to make decisions that are difficult because we know what's best for like the larger the planet at large and here she's really struggling with like okay was i completely wrong about that is it actually moral for us to make these decisions when there are all these unintended consequences yeah like i feel like i guess that might just be an inconsistency with the writing but i think it's easy but it it could just be that it's like she's used to saying that because like she has worked with animals for all her life i'm Mm -hmm. assuming but, like, being forced to actually be the one making those right. decisions rather than being – having her dad tell her mm-hmm. what to do. Like, having to be the one going, I want to go find those kits and save right. them. Or, like, I should just let them die. That's part mm-hmm. of nature. Yeah, it's, it's about like agency, to decide right? Herself it's that, like, there's a yeah. person on the train tracks. There's a train coming. Do you flip the switch yeah. to save the five people or the one? Like, when you have to be the one yeah. flipping that switch, it's a much more difficult decision. So maybe yeah. maybe it's a generous read of us, but I also want to yeah. believe that this, this is, like <laughs> – a genuine change and a genuine growth that comes yeah. from being forced to like directly confront what she's doing. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's fair to say that we probably are making some connections. I mean, that are maybe not. <laughs> I but mean, I maybe think, as like twenty-seven-year-olds think... <laughs> reading this book for eight-year-olds, you might be right. But I, I think it's like there's enough of um, a structure in these books that it's not ridiculous to start assuming that stuff because there is a lot of like. There's a lot of like thought to how the kids think. There's a lot of thought to how they perceive each like, decision the Animorphs as a whole yeah. are making. So I don't think it's completely ridiculous to think that, but it, yeah, it might also just be that they're sort of reverse engineering <laughs> what they had her say before. <laughs> like, oh, uh, we should have her um, think about that more <laughs> in this book. That's um, what I would listen. All writing is, like, building a bridge under you as you move forward, right? So it's fine. <laughs> it's more fun to talk about it, assuming that it was deliberate, so. <laughs> um. So anyway, so Cassie has this dream, and she's sort of, like, 
reminded of these kits and how much she wants to help them. Because I think in the dream she is the mother skunk and she's like with her kits and it's a nice time. So she wakes up and is sort of like, okay, I'm going to, like nothing else is going right, but I'm going to try to find this one thing. So she goes out. Yeah. Yeah, So she goes out and Tobias finds her um, and they have some, they have like a really nice conversation. Like I like that she and Tobias sort of, I don't think either of them seek each other out necessarily, but they, they get each other on a certain level, which is really cool. Um, because they both understand nature and like from I think very different perspectives, this, though, right? Cassie's yeah, been kind of grappling with it at this abstract remove, and Tobias yeah. more than any of the rest of them is living this reality of like of war and of life and death. He's much closer to that line than any of the rest of them are on any given day. Yeah, like I, there's a lot of like Tobias, like since he's forced to live yeah. in nature and like forced to be part animal, like he has a completely different perspective, which is really interesting because it's like Cassie has these sort of like big big question ideas she's thinking about that are sort of like if i could talk to animals what would they say would they want me to do this or and tobias is like since i'm living as a bird i can tell you sometimes i have to kill things right. to eat them like <laughs> sometimes like other animals try to kill me and i have to get away from mm-hmm. them so i'm okay with like that eagle owl maybe not getting treated by you <laughs> because it might attack me um but at the same time i think they're both like Tobias is willing to, like, think about it in a way the other animorphs are usually too busy with their own stuff to think about. Um, So I like that he found her and they had this conversation. Um, But basically, after, like, a nice beginning conversation, um, he's like, oh, I know where the baby skunks are. And I think Cassie originally... Why do you know? Why would you know? And then she figures out why Tobias, a red-tailed hawk, knows where the baby skunks Mm -hmm. are. And, like, I think she had known prior that there were five yeah. babies, because I think her dad had seen them. And so Tobias just goes, there are four now. Like, there are four, four alive. alive. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I like that, like, there's, like, a moment where Cassie's just, like, disgusted by the fact that he killed one of these baby mm-hmm. skunks. But, like, she sort of internally knows that that's unfair of her. Like, she knows that that's not how she should be reacting, but she can't help yeah. this, like... I can't believe he did that. <laughs> yeah, she can't squelch I like it. That She's it's... still really cold to him. I think she just shuts down yeah. and doesn't say anything else. Yeah, like, she even says, like, I know that I was being yeah. cold to him, and I knew that he was going to tell Jake about it. Like, I knew all this stuff was going to happen, but, like, I couldn't mm-hmm. help it. Like, I wanted to go see yeah. him. and I, I love her um, more so... for that, you know? It's a very a very yeah. human moment to see her making this, like, you know, not, not a, I guess, yeah, a mistake about how she's treating her friend in, like, the heat of the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's also just human, like, not even in a, like, bird versus human thing. I think it's just human to have that moment of, like, sometimes when someone does something, you're like, what What were yeah, you thinking? Absolutely. Like, how could you absolutely. do that? Before like, how could you remember, like, how could oh, you they're destroy? not me. Yeah, like, everyone is coming yeah. out from a different place. And that's, yeah. And, like, oh, there are reasons why you would, like, like once I step back and think about it, I understand. Right. But, like, I'm you still have that moment of, like, what? Right, right. No, it's hard <laughs> um, to break out of your, your selfish shell once in a while. Yeah. So I I liked I liked that she had that moment. And she was like still upset, but she went. Um, so she goes to she had already acquired the mother skunk a while back in the book. So she goes and finds the baby skunks and morphs into the mommy skunk and goes and hangs out with the babies. Like she gives them like a cricket she had in her pocket. <laughs> Man, all eat. these kids are carrying bugs, huh? I didn't even think yeah. about that. I mean, I think I think this was dead already, so it's a little better, I guess. Sure, but, sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, so she, like, curls up with the little baby skunks in the burrow, and she, like, I think she has, like, the mom skunk instincts are sort of telling her, like, okay, the babies are fed, that's good, you can just go to mm-hmm. sleep now. So she goes to sleep as a skunk, which is both And horrifying. And also yeah. bad, because I was just like, Cassie, are you doing this on purpose? Mm-hmm. Are you having, like, a bad time? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, and she talked about, um, like, 
Well, she even talked about, um, like, wanting to get lost in the termite mind earlier yeah. in the book, which is awful. Like, she hated being a termite, but she's so overwhelmed by everything that's going on that she's, like, she's looking for an escape. Yeah. And I think it's, like, she, when she first morphs the skunk, she she says, I felt the gentleness of absolute confidence. Because, yeah. like, the skunk, because they have that little, they have that little sprayer, mm-hmm. they aren't afraid of anything. Because, like, even big things they can spray at and they'll go away. So she's like, oh, it's really nice being a skunk. You're just, like... Living. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going around. You're trying to protect your babies. But besides that, you can just curl up and go to sleep. <laughs> um, so I was like both glad that she had this like moment of calm, but also yeah. upset because this could be really bad for her. Because then Jake shows up and is like, "Cassie, wake up! It's all, it's been almost two hours." <laughs> um, Ugh. and they like basically shake her out of it. And this is kind of where I, I was both I understood why Jake like Jake is right when he says, "Cassie, what are you mm-hmm. doing? It's been two hours. This is irresponsible of you. I can't believe you did this." But also, like, I hate that Jake is the one who has to be, like, the authority. And he's, like, the right one who's coming in to lay down Mm -hmm. the law because, like, I really want to like Jake, but this is why I remember not liking Jake as a kid. Because he has to do do this a lot, which is unfair for him. But it's also, like, Jake. (laughs) Right. No, he he reads reads as a killjoy, but because, like, for plot reasons, they need someone to do the leadership things and to be, like, the person who's in charge of doing the work of remembering like okay we can't we can't just let cassie go off and be a skunk um I, yeah i mean i think i think also in future jake books this is a thing that weighs yeah. on him so it, i think i'm being unfair but also just but like it's hard right it's I, hard to remember I why hate, yeah it's just like sometimes I'm like oh why do you have to be the right one all the time <laughs> <laughs> who cares what you oh. think <laughs> um but yeah so jake is understandably very upset yeah. um and cassie is sort of like she's kind of just had it so she's kind of not responding that like she's just sort of like uh, whatever like she's not really even fighting him she's just kind of not really responding that much um and marco is even like hey jake calm yeah. down it's and not you know that when bad marco, yeah you know when marco who is ever practical and ever like the strategist is pushing back against no don't be that worried about someone morphing for per- yeah. personal reasons you know it's bad um and this is when jake and cassie really get into it about cassie saying like maybe it's just our turn to like lose like maybe it's, like, maybe we shouldn't be fighting because, like, the Earth is going to be destroyed mm-hmm. anyway, so why are we helping destroy it more? And then Jake is saying, like, no, we have to protect individuals. And this is, like, where they're, like, and they've gotten along so well until now, but now this is, like, they're, like, this base thing about why they're doing this is, like, opposed yeah. in this it's, point. Yeah, it's a good it's um, a good matchup because you know that Jake's reason is very personal, is, like, my brother Tom yeah. is who I'm thinking of when I say, like, what yeah. about these people we know? Like, he has this concrete person to point to, yeah. which is a really sharp contrast to, like, what about all the human controllers who you've been just, like, yeah. you know, taking hands off and the hork you've been killing <laughs> along the way? Like, and again, we don't have the ability yeah, to conceptualize, like, that abstract chunk of people, right? Like, those aren't people we know, and our, our monkey spheres are only so big. Um, so yeah. without those individual faces, without being able to say, like, my brother is the person we're trying to save, it's hard to, hard to hang on to that and hard to draw a line and, like, rationalize to yourself where your moral line is. Yeah. Um, but Cassie's basically saying, like, she really cares about these fox yeah. kits and she wants to help. And so basically all the animorphs end up helping her take care of these fox, I mean, not fox, skunks, um, skunk which kits is so for a little cute. while. It's so nice. I was so Me glad. Too. It was, like, such a nice, like, it was just, I just like that everyone was like, you know what? Okay, we care about you, Cassie. We, we want to help you. you. These skunks this. are pretty yeah. cute. Marco. And I think also, like, <laughs> like Marco says they're not cute. And, like, Rachel, later, like, glares yeah. at him. <laughs> And she's and, and I think it was like like Rachel did not look like someone who was saying that she thought they were cute. <laughs> oh, and then Marco um, 
from that turns around and immediately names all of them, which is precious. Yeah, he names them after the Ramones. Yeah, like, I want to know about Marco's dad's taste in music. Like, yeah, that's like, cool of you. Like, was that, like, a? were there a lot of, like, 13-year-olds <laughs> in, like, middle schools? I guess there must have been With, Ramones Or, like, right, like, the right age to have parents who are listening to them who would, like, pass it yeah. along a record. Also, we get confirmation like, in here that they're still in middle school. Uh, which yeah. I, I think, yeah, I've just been <laughs> assuming they're all 12 and 13, but, like, yeah, they're definitely, like, 12 yeah. and 13 at this point. They're tiny tweens. <sighs> they're babies. So, and I do like that Axe also is, like, mystified about why oh, they're protecting yeah. these skunks. He's like, are these, like, is this a sacred animal for mm-hmm. the humans? And like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> which, again, um, is like, where do you draw that moral line? Axe <laughs> is like, but you eat some animals, and they're like, yeah, yeah. We, we do. I get your, Yes. I think I think Axe includes, like, cats in his list of animals yeah. they eat. And they're like, no, 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 we don't eat those. And he was like, you don't? Like, why Why right. not this Again, animal? where does that line get drawn? Which is such, it's such a, make... like, an abstract cultural thing, right? Like, all of those lines are yeah. arbitrary at a certain point. Like, we eat, we eat cows, we eat pigs, and they're all definitely as smart yeah. as dogs and cats. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, cultural, like, within humans, right. there's, like, different cultural, like, mores about which animals Absolutely. are okay right. to eat. So like for an for an an for an alien, of, of course, course an alien who eats silly. his foot. Right. <laughs> right. Like Axe has no concept which, of this. Which I did also wonder, I was like, I guess now they think about it, all of the food that Axe is listed as eating, none of them are meat. Oh, you're so right. So I guess maybe that's the one thing he hasn't eaten huh. yet. Well which no, would make he sense. eats okay, like, well this is a debate about chili, right? Because Axe has eaten chili, yeah. so it depends on like are yeah. you a Texas chili person? Like is, are there is there beef in your chili or is it just beans and the hottest yeah. spices known to man? Because it would be interesting if, like, the one thing that he didn't find appetizing was yeah. meat. Because that, like, that would fit him as a character. Because he's, he's, like, an herbivore, right? Or, like, a, you know, yeah. grass through the foot of or whatever that means. But Yeah. I actually spent, <laughs> I spent a while while reading this book trying to work out, like, so he eats, uh-huh. like, he eats, nu- he eats like, nutrients uh-huh. through his foot. <laughs> and, like, I'm waiting. He ate a bunch of, like, crap before. Like, does that mean, like, if he gets, like, food poisoning, can he morph out of the, like food point like if he gets like an upset stomach can he like and he morphs back to an andalite does he still have like like does he still have a that's tummy that's a good like, question do andalites poop <laughs> like what there it is and there's, then I, the, there's the hard-hitting journalistic question you've come to uh, expect from us but i also don't want to no, know no, we're gonna move right on from <laughs> but, that question but the tummy ache question is but, good because like jake talks about yeah. like the spider wriggling around way back when, right yeah x yeah. is not eating food like we are being very generous by calling the things he eats snacks and or even human food <laughs> because like that's that would probably kill you right like engine oil is yeah. not something that no, should that's go in your body like, I was like, Axe, like, did you have to, like, morph back so you wouldn't <laughs> die? Like, did did Jake have to sit you down and explain, like, poisoning oh. to you? <laughs> like, oh, it, no. It's just, what a way to go. It's not relevant, but <laughs> it's not relevant to the plot, but I did start wondering about how Andalites right? It's work. relevant to all of our concern yeah. for their good son, Axe. Yeah, because I was like, oh, like, when he eats through his foot, it might not even be, like, like, he doesn't have a mouth right. there. He's just Is he, like, a plant? Like, Is nutrients? it, like, a photosynthesis weird thing? Yeah, yeah. like... Because, like, I'm assuming Andalite, like, Andalites don't snack because they just eat, they just, like, get nutrients from the and ground yet, Okay, here's my other Andalite point of contention, is that Axe <laughs> is so excited about smell and taste, right? Like, we get the impression that yeah. Axe has never had these before, but it's a huge plot point in this book that yeah, Andalites have a really strong sense of deal. smell. So, maybe- Smellgate, explain that. I don't understand what's going on. Maybe it's, like, if he, he just has the smell, but it's not connected to... Like taste buds and stuff, because like 
tasting things involves smelling them. Right. So maybe it's like since he doesn't have the mouth stuff, it's a different experience. So like he doesn't smell something and think that smells mm-hmm. delicious. He just thinks that is right. a smell. Right. Like they do. They definitely <laughs> so they have maybe... noses. So I guess it's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're just getting like chemical information about the environment. Yeah. But then I would assume that it doesn't have the same kind of like. Because disgust is, like, this thing that we have to help us figure out what's safe to eat, right? Like, that's yeah. kind of its evolutionary jam is, like, if something is disgusting, it would probably also be poisonous. So why do Andalites yeah. have a sense of, like, disgusting smells? Is it about, like, what grass you... that goes rotten that they don't want to step on? <laughs> I mean, I, some of the other animals, they morphed, like, this sense of smell was, like, part of how they, like, navigated. Yeah. So oh, maybe okay, cool. it's supposed to be, like, a I've different... Smell location? I'm into that. Because as of this book, we definitely know that Andalites can smell bad stuff. Because <laughs> Very true. later on, like, there's, like, a little, there's, like, a brief section where the Animorphs, like, over a couple days are, like, helping take care of these baby yeah. skunks. And, like, they're morphing into skunks and, like, checking on them and looking after them. And so there's a part where Cassie's morphed into the skunks. She's, she's taking the little baby skunks for a walk, which is adorable. It's very good. Skunk ducklings. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, and it's just, like, the cutest little, like, egg baby oh. project. Like, oh, wait, egg this babies. is, why weren't um, they doing this instead of the rat maze? I don't know. Oh, so, it's so cute. So, um, Cassie's walking along as a skunk mom, and she sees a dog, and, like, instinctively, <laughs> she sprays the dog, and then we find out it's Homer who followed Jake, even though he wasn't supposed to, so poor Homer got sprayed. Um, and then Axe is there, and he goes, this is the worst smell I've ever smelled! And then he also says... I believe this smell is causing me to become deranged. <laughs> so I, I guess they smell real good. Like, they have good smells. Good smellers. Oh, they have good smellers for bad smells. It's a problem. They got those good, good noses. <laughs> because, because this ends up being It's the, the plot biggest point plot point. It's my favorite plot point, maybe. I, it's, it's so, so good. good. Like, I couldn't believe know, it as I it was know. happening. <laughs> uh, so, so they find out, like, they've all become emotionally connected to these yes. baby skunks. And um, they find out that the the council person is coming, like, I think that day is why Jake came over with poor Homer. Um, So, so, like, I think Mark was like, no one's going to mess with our skunks. We have to protect them. So he's gone from, they're they're not cute to, no, you can't hurt my children. It's very good. Not my babies. Um, Because basically the loggers are going to go through this territory where the skunks are first. Um, And, oh, yeah, what we didn't say was the reason why they have to, like, protect these baby skunks in this location is because... She's afraid that if they see a human, they'll imprint on the right. human. And I'm just like, why couldn't she just put them in the mommy's, like, the mommy skunk's cage? But whatever. Plot reasons. Plot reasons. Plot reasons demand it. Um, fine. So anyway, so where the baby skunks are is where the loggers are going to go through. So they have to stop this council person from being infested, and they have to stop the logging stuff. Um, so on top all, of just, you know, all... surviving. Defeating the Earth plan. <laughs> so... Yeah, and then they also get, like, the Visitor 3 fear aura as he shows yeah. up. Um, and we don't... There's no description of his human I'm morph. I'm so it's just sad. Like yeah, no, guy. I really want to know. I really want to know what his human like, morph is. Yeah, I'm like, did he just pick a boring body? That doesn't, that doesn't feel, feel right feel to me. That doesn't feel Visitor 3 to me. I still, like... I, I think you were talking about, like, it, it's probably, like, a hot celebrity that he saw and was yeah. like, oh, yes, a powerful body. I will have it. Yeah. So I want to believe that. <sighs> anyway... So, so, so Visser, um, 3, Visser 3 shows up with this, like, swing vote Ferrand. So Ferrand is the name of yeah. the human who's, like, the swing vote on whether they can deforest the forest, log the forest. Um, so he comes to do a site visit. 
Um, Visser 3 meets him, and Farrand is clearly upset. Like, it's clear that he's not a controller yet, because he's waving his arms yeah. and yelling about, like, Oh, this is bad, you can't do this. Yeah, and so they all, they end up, like, fighting some bad yep. dudes, and Axe definitely de-hands yes, someone at this does. point. He's, like, the third person, I, I think, think so. So, yeah, uh, score one for hand watch. Tobias takes I out think, another I, like, eye, so I really want to, we gotta yeah. start keeping a, mm, keeping a weather eye on that, because Tobias has taken a lot of <laughs> eyes out of people at this point. To be fair, what else can Tobias do? Oh no, at no! This like, like it's think... his mode. It's it's his mo. It's the only yeah. thing he can do is be a very effective ice cream scooper. But it's a quite I think a picture. he did almost scalp Visser three Ooh. though. Like I think specific, he like he like his little his little claws were like near someone's Ooh. head because I wrote yes scalp him. <laughs> oh, no, <Meg. laughs> um. So, so Cassie ends up getting shot during this mm-hmm. fracas, oh, and fracas. Um, she gets. She gets stuck in a box with with um the guy who they want to mm-hmm. control. I don't know why they put them in this like box where they can't see inside for plot reasons. Given plot the, reasons again. Yeah. Also, it's like it's a logging camp. Maybe it was like the log box yeah. and logs don't need to see. Also, as Cassie is passing out, she sees or she thinks she sees an ant walk past her carrying the body of the termite <gasps> queen. Which no, is I missed horrible. that. So Cassie thinks she's dying. She's like a bird bleeding out on the ground because they've all morphed <laughs> to get through this battle. Um, so she just has yeah. that really nice vision right before she passes out. Oh my god, I missed that, and I think that was like me protecting. Yes, no, absolutely. From not no, there's that. only so much termite horror we can take, right? And like my limit is my limit is reached. Limit break. Yeah. So, so she's in yep. a box, and she demorphs and then remorphs into a yes. skunk. Um, and the, the poor guy who's about to who's going to become a controller is sort of half awake, and he sort of sees part of this, but she's assuming it's too dark. Um, but she's just, like, morphing in a box with this guy, and Visitor 3 is, like, yelling at his underlings that, like, like, there better be, like, keep an eye out for small things coming out of that box, because there better be an Andalite bandit in that box when I check it later, <laughs> like, and he's just, like, yelling at his underlings while she's, like, trying to figure out her plan. Um, so Cassie is, like, I have to do something because I have to protect this mm-hmm. forest. So she yells that she's going, like, she thought speaks, and she's, like, I have to think, like, an Andalite, so I have to, like, speak Andalite, yeah. like, um, and she thinks at Visser 3 that she's going to, like, kill the guy yeah, like, if I'll he kill doesn't the human. let her out. Yeah. And they need him because they need the approval. <laughs> Which I love um, the bureaucracy is what's saving the yeah. day here. <laughs> yeah, it's bureaucracy and bad <laughs> smells are, like, the hero of this book. Because, like, they open the box and she sees Visser 3. And, like, as I'm reading, I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. No, this oh, isn't going to happen. It, yeah, no. She she sprays Visser 3 and all, like, the horse <laughs> in the room. And basically, she was like, I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if Hork Bajir could smell very well, but they turns have out an they excellent can. sense of smell. They all run um, out of the room. Like, every Hork Bajir <laughs> just drops its gun and books it out of the logging camp, which is amazing. And Visser 3 is totally sprayed and he yep. hits it. And Cassie just, like, like I think she describes it specifically as, like, yeah, waddling it's so away. Cute. It's so cute. Every, yeah, this book definitely made me think that skunks are much cuter than they are. It's just a big cat oh, yeah. waddling around. Looks like they're cute, except for the right. Part. So just deset them, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, so Visser um, three, Visser three is furious. Um, they're all like taunting him at this point. Axe shows up. The rest of the animorphs show up and morph. Yeah. Um, and Visser three is like, "The smell will go away. It's fine. I'll kill you all. Don't even worry about it." And Axe is like, yeah. "Well, will the blade ship still smell good after you've spread <laughs> your newly acquired stench through it?" It's just, like, how many, like, how many times has this been a problem right. for, like, Andalite? Because it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's just, like, they all know that, like, once you get that smell ship, in your spaceship, it, it doesn't get it's impossible out. to get out. 
Because <laughs> you're in uh, space, so I guess the smell has nowhere right. to go. In space, I just, no I one love can it. dispose of your smells? Question mark. I just love that, like, this probably also convinces Visser 3 that they're all androids, because, yeah. like, oh, they, they know, know what it's like on a spaceship. <laughs> they know, so we know that space is lonely and terrifying, and also that it smells really bad. Those are our space facts from Animorphs. <laughs> Uh, and I think this is where Visser 3 straight up says, I have had a yeah. bad day. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> to like so, one of his underlings yeah, who's not listening. Here we go. Here's someone who's had a worse day than the Animorphs. And for once, yeah, it's Visser 3. three. Uh, this is so good. So Axe, yeah, it's Axe so continues good. to taunt him like you'll never lose that smell in a tiny space. But we have secret chemical tech that can neutralize it. So give us the human. We'll all walk away, and we'll give you our secret. And Visser 3 is, like, he's furious. <laughs> it's written out that he shrieks he'll dispose of the Andalite <laughs> himself. It's so good. It's just, like... And so this ends up working yeah. <laughs> because they get out of it. Oh, wait. Well, um, they... Okay, first Axe has a really good burn, which I just want to read verbatim. So. Yes. Visser 3 is like, oh, fine, like, I'll give you the human, you can go, but with all your clever tricks, I will still find you. And Axe is like, Axe just crosses his arms and is like, no, I do not think so. We are sure to smell you coming. <laughs> yeah, it's so, oh. it's so good. I love, I love how Axe is, like, just being, like, a, a little, little, a little, a little jerk. I love it. It's, it's great. so good. He's such a goof. I'm so glad we get to see some of his fun side. Precious. What a good boy. Precious boy. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, they get the guy back. He's not infested. And they, they tell they, they give... tell Visser three something about a mystery juice that will fix it. And Visser yeah. three is like still screaming as they all vanish into the forest. <laughs> um, and then it turns out that like after everything's over, the council person um basically shuts down the whole logging thing, and he says he saw a vision of a skunk with a girl's eyes who like told him and it's like oh so we saw cassie morphing but like this is like an, an inspirational like mystical also a skunk with human eyes does not sound like a nice thing to see I, we were just talking no. about how cute skunks were but no that doesn't sound no, like a pleasant it's not what i want no. um I guess I guess he had, must have seen a bunch of terrible yeah. things oh, at that's that point. True. So maybe this is him like clinging to. It was a dream. Right. I was. Like, this will help me um, continue this nice lie that none of that was real. <laughs> so um, the skunks are yeah. okay. They let the skunks go back it's with their very mom. Cute. The forest is okay. Cassie feels better, and then we find out that Mister Three and the rest of them like didn't. They weren't told it was tomato juice, so they get like grape juice. <laughs> And then, like, Axis, I think, like, oh. Tobias is like, I saw Visser 3, like, they have, like, a giant pool full of grape yep. juice, and, like, Visser 3 is, like, purple now, and they're, like, they've been sitting in it for a day. I guess maybe we should have told them it was tomato juice, lol. <laughs> like, this is the most it's surreal so ending, and it's I love the it. the smuggest thing so they've good. ever done. It's perfect. I feel like this is, like, what really is going to grind Visser 3's yes. gears more than anything else. Right. Talking. Like, it was fine when they were just destroying his Kendrona and some of the lesser controllers were dying. But now he's the wrong color and he smells bad. <laughs> he's just not having a good day. It's especially funny because in this scene where Axe is telling him, like, I have the secret. I can give it to you. Wait, this is there the is secret. is that the book is called The Secret? Oh, my God. This <laughs> is the secret. The secret was tomato oh. juice the whole time. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, I guess the secret were all the things that Cassie was right. thinking about that she couldn't tell her right. parents. No, it's definitely the tomato <laughs> juice. Because um, there's a point where, where Axe is negotiating, and there's a controller who's saying something like, oh, my host tells me, and then Visitor 3 is like, shut up, I'm talking. <laughs> like, you could have, like, 
it's partly his own fault that this happened. Right, to absolutely. Him. It's his um, own arrogance that's his downfall, as as it ever was. Which is perfect. <laughs> so I was just I was so grateful that it ends on this super goofy yes. note after all of the like concern I had for Cassie during the rest mm-hmm. of the book. But it was so yeah. strange. But and I love she it. like she kind of reaches a point of reconciliation. Like at the very end she talks mm-hmm. to Jake about like Oh, I really don't know what my place in this is. I really don't know whether we should be focusing on nature or whether we should be focusing on this war. But I guess, like, we have to save ourselves first in order to continue the battle for nature because we're the only people who have the power to do so. Um, So it's still, like, I I think this will definitely come back because it wasn't a real answer. It's, like, by nature, that's a moving target is, like, what do you do with that power? But um, I feel like she had some room to talk it out. Yeah. I mean, there's also a point where I think towards the end, Tobias is telling her, like, it's like, like, evolution is trying to survive. Like, that's the point of evolution. That's the point of being an right. animal. Like, humans are animals. They have to try to survive. So, like, the idea of, like, letting the Yerks win goes against yeah. that. So that that's a reason why you should keep fighting. Like, you're part of nature. You have to protect nature, but you also have to be part of it. You have to keep trying mm-hmm. to live, which I think... I think Cassie's right to be sort of unsure of how humans fit in because even without Yerks, we're kind of not doing such no, a great job being part no, of nature. Not, not good planet um, shepherds. Yeah, so I like that she she doesn't have like a pat like I figured yeah. it all out now. Like I like that she's still sort of like thinking about it, but she sort of finds a happy yeah. medium at this point where she can just continue doing what she's doing. But oh boy. Poor Cassie. Poor Cassie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy to be the moral compass for any group of teens, but when your teens trying to save the world, that's especially hard. Oh, man. I, w- I hope in the next book, Visser 3 is still purple. Oh, I'm like 99% that would be so sure nice. That would happen. be so nice. But I, I sincerely <laughs> doubt it, unfortunately. Oh, no. I'm also, 100% would it, sure, like, would actually. Would it go away if he morphed and demorphed is what I don't want to ask because it breaks the fun. But, like, if Axe yeah. can cure his engine oil poisoning... I would hope, expect that maybe, or I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe the smell just goes into Z-space and then comes back when he demorphs. Yeah. Maybe all of Z-space <laughs> smells like skunk forever. Oh my god. Well, maybe, maybe he was also concerned about all of his underlings. Oh, true. <laughs> well, we didn't, we didn't hear yeah, about they're... them swimming around in grape juice jacuzzi with yeah. him. It was just Visser 3. I think it was like three truckloads of juice. So also, like, who are the poor controllers who are like, okay, I guess I'm going to the supermarket to fill my van with grape juice. That's no fun. Yeah. Like, just imagine the controllers from, um, I think it was the Megamorphs where Cassie was listening to Oh, yeah. Like, you don't want to, you can't about complain Mr. about Visser 3. 3. You know what he'll do to you. Like, even in this book, there's, like, one controller who's like, I don't think we can do this. And Visitor 3 is like, do not test me. <laughs> I will kill you. And they're like, okay, um, I think we figured yeah, it we're, out. We're fine. I think it's we're fine. fine. No problem here. All good. So that was book Yes. Nine. I'm so glad we figured out what the secret is also. Because up yeah. until you said that, I was literally still wondering, like, what was the secret of this I, book? So, cheers. I... I mean, I guess it was also Cassie's No, no, parents, sorry. No. It's I love tomato this. juice. I love this tomato yeah. juice. I wonder if Axe has had tomato juice yet. He should. He have some really should. I, listen, as we've established, mm. Axe like right, anything. Axe is not. Axe is not a discerning uh, alien of discerning tastes. No, I mean he he seemed to enjoy engine oil. <laughs> he just wasn't supposed to eat it. He was just oh, told you shouldn't right. eat that. So next up, okay. the next book we're going to talk about is the Android. Which is a much more the straightforward Android. title, and I'm really stoked to read about the Chi, because I remember them as being, like, pleasant dog robots. 
So we'll see how yeah, that goes. I, I have only the foggiest memories of them, but we did look at the book cover and it sure was something. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm excited. Oh, that, wait, to we should post. We should understand post that them. inside cover because it's very good. I'm gonna put that. Up or maybe somewhere. maybe we should um, wait a week because now we're secretly recording in advance. Yeah, so. we're trying to be we're trying to be good Res- kids. Yeah. Teams, yeah. <laughs> so this has been Morph Club. Um, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. Leave us an iTunes review if you would like, mm-hmm. or talk to us on Twitter at Morph Club Cast or using the hashtag Morph Club Cast. Or in um, our yeah. Facebook group, which yeah. is also called <laughs> Surprise Morph Club Cast. Yeah, that's where we've been posting terrible book covers the most. It's good. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good clubhouse. I like it there. Yeah, it's making Facebook a much more enjoyable experience. Yes, mine too. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this has been Morph Club. I'm Megan. I'm Carrie. Bye. Bye.